Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. ESPN. This is Bet LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Previewing all the NFL game odds to get you ready to wager each week on all the NFL action, college football, plus all the local teams and NBA action later this fall. This is Bet LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. And tonight's edition of Bet LA with Anita Marks is made possible by Tiza. Get more focus and energy in your daily life with Tiza nutrient pouches. Visit TizaEnergy.com and make your mouth happy. Bet LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Bet LA with Anita Marks right now. Welcome back to 710 ESPN LA. You're listening to Bet LA and the Rams coming off a unbelievable win against the Raiders thanks to Baker Mayfield and his 98-yard drive. Um, now gets to head to Lambeau Field to take on the Green Bay Packers. Uh, and uh, Rob Tomoski joins us now, does a phenomenal job covering the Green Bay Packers for ESPN. Rob, welcome in. How you doing? Good, Anita. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, first things first, before we start talking X's and O's, give us a weather update because you're talking about like a bunch of Cali dudes who play yeah. in, 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 in a somewhat indoor controlled temperature stadium heading to Lambeau Field yeah. um, in December. So what is, what is that going to look like? So Thursday morning, um, I woke up to about five inches of snow, but it was decently warm. And I say decently warm, like 35 degrees. That's decent for this time of year. But it's only going to get colder as we inch toward Monday. And they're talking about, lows in the single digits uh on monday obviously obviously it's a night game so it's going to be low the the high is like 19 but the low is anywhere between like 6 and 10 so uh the the great researchers at espn stats and information dug this one up um i think uh, a day or two ago baker mayfield has only started two games in 32 degrees or colder aaron Rodgers has started 36 Whoa. Um, pale in comparison, yeah. I would say. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Interesting. Interesting. Um, <laughs> so, so let's talk about Aaron Rodgers, right? Like 9-3-1 uh, and one against the spread off a bye. And 23-11-1 against the spread at home on prime time. So obviously the dude does well in both those yeah. situations. Are, like... A week thirteen or week, what? Right, week fourteen, right? What are we? What? what wait, what uh, week are we heading 14, to? 15. 14. 14 or fifteen? Yeah, I lost yeah, that. I mean, a, I mean, a week fourteen by. Have you ever heard of that before? I mean, what? What are no, we doing here? No, that was that was. Well, first of all, it was the latest by possible, and it's interesting because they had the option, as the teams that play overseas do, of taking their by after their London game, and they knew their London game was going to be somewhat early. I think it ended up being week five. And they decided they didn't want the buy right after that because that's just too early and it's too long of a stretch. So then once you say no to that, you have no control over when you're getting the buy. 
And, I mean, this is, you know, this was probably the worst schedule that they've had in terms of, of that. And especially because Rodgers for the last five, six weeks, well, actually longer than that, since the London game, was dealing with that broken thumb. And this week he's actually practiced for the first time with no tape on the thumb and, and basically said the bye week. He needed a week off to get it right. And unfortunately he had to wait so long to get that week off. Um, but, um, you know, the one, the one good thing, I guess, about where they're at now uh, is for the first time since week two, they're going to have all of their preferred top five receivers available. Uh, Romeo Dobbs is coming back from an ankle injury that kept him out the last four or five games. If you go back, there's been overlapping absences from Christian Watson, Randall Cobb, uh, Sammy Watkins. Uh, they've just they have never had their full complement of receivers, or they've had it one time this year. So I, I think Rodgers is pretty uh, pretty interested to see just what they can be as an offense with Dobbs and Watson, especially on the field together. Those guys, Anita, have only played 52 snaps on the field together all year. And, and remember, all offseason and all training camp, we were just talking about Watson and Dobbs, Watson and Dobbs. Like, this is going to be the new tandem. Well, finally, we may actually get to see it for an extended period of time. Yeah, in, like, you know, single-digit temperatures. <laughs> but, no, but nonetheless, again, as you said, you know, Aaron Rodgers, you know, he's played in this. He knows what it's about. Yeah. And let's be honest, the Rams pretty much don't have a pass rush. So, you know, he really should be able to sit back there and, and in my opinion, you know, really pick this Rams secondary apart. Don't you agree? Well, yeah, the only issue, though, is, I mean, the Packers have had uh, musical chairs on the offensive line, and it doesn't look like David Bakhtiari, their former all-pro left tackle, will play. He had an emergency appendectomy right before the Bears game two weeks ago and, and is not ready to come back, and they got a rookie playing left tackle. But it's a lot different, you know, of a, of a front than, you know, certainly than they would have they faced, you know, last year. Uh, or in previous years when they've played, I mean, much different, you know, especially if Aaron Donald doesn't play. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's not like the Packers. I mean, look, they're, they're five and eight for a reason too. I mean, you know, we talk about Aaron Rodgers and all these weapons and then how they're you know healthy, except for the offensive line, but they've had problems all year. I mean, they haven't been able to be consistent offensively. I mean, you know, everyone's kind of like, oh yeah, that we're going to, we're going to win these last four games, finish nine and eight and see where it goes. But I mean, if they needed an 18.4 quarter to win at Chicago right before the bye. So, I mean, they were, they were losing that game for a decent amount. Of you know, what, what's the mindset of the team right now? I, I mean, let's be honest, like, you know, this is a green Bay Packers team for many years have never been in this situation where yeah. they're looking up at the Minnesota Vikings sitting at 10 and three, right. And the Detroit lions sitting at six and seven and offensively yeah. has been one of the hottest offenses in quite a while. So, um, so, you know, what, what's, what's the mindset here? Yeah. We were talking to Alan Lazard, one of the receivers this week about how, like usually at this time of the year, it's um, you know, it's about, jockeying for seating and trying to wrap up the division and home field advantage and those type of things. And, you know, and then, you know, the question was sort of presented like, well, is, is the pressure off a little bit right now? Cause you're sitting at five and eight and Alan Lazard actually said, he flipped it and said, actually there's more pressure right now because we have to win out basically to have any chance of the playoffs. And he said, he goes, that's more pressure than, you know, whether you're going to be the one seed, the two seed, or have 
one home game or two home games in the playoffs. And so, uh, I mean, I, I think they're at least, and, and Aaron Rodgers said this uh, on Thursday, he, he, he said, look, we're at least playing meaningful football games in December. And considering the way it was going, that, that's all they can really ask for right now. I, I would say they're, they're quietly confident for a team that, you know, has had a, a, a kind of a bad year. Because they went into that bye week with a win over Chicago, they had the win over Dallas two weeks ago. You know, they had the stinker against Tennessee in between. But, you know, maybe this team over the final month of the season will actually show some consistency um, and, and get their offense and defense going at the same time because they've had games where the offense has been good and the defense has been terrible and vice versa. They've rarely had it where it's all come together. So how do you think they're they're looking at this Rams team? Again, Baker Mayfield comes in three days pre- to prepare for their yeah. game against the Raiders. Engineers, this this 98-yard drive to beat the Raiders. So obviously this is a Rams team coming in. Like, what do they have to lose? Nothing, right? right. Like, you yeah. know, so, so you know, what, what defensively, what do you think this Packers team is, is, is anticipating? Yeah, I mean, Rasul Douglas intercepted Baker Mayfield when they played him last year when he was with the Browns on Christmas Day, uh, Christmas Eve. I can't remember what day it was, but it was here uh, around Christmas time. And, you know, so they, they have experience playing him fairly recently, and they certainly have experience and familiarity with the Rams' offense. The question is, you know, how, how much of it comes together. And, you know, they only have, what, like three quarters, three and a half quarters of, of him in that offense, um, you know, to sort of prepare for it. I mean, uh, you know, on the flip side, this is the offense the Packers run. I mean, this Matt LaFleur runs the Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan system with a lot of pre-snap motion and, and, and things like that. So so there's there's a ton of familiarity, even if, you know, sort of the, the captain of it is, is familiar from, a different team that they played last year. And, you know, it'll be interesting uh, to me because you said, what do they have left to play for? And, and we were asking Rogers about this, about playing in the cold. And, you know, um, someone asked him, like, have you seen teams just basically fold in the cold? And he said, you know what? It, I, there have been times, especially when teams are just playing out the string and they're playing cold weather games in Lambeau. And he said, he goes, you can tell some guys are just looking forward to getting back on the bus. So it'll be interesting to see what kind of approach the Rams come with you know to whether they they really feel like they want to have you know something to play for or whether they're just sort of going through the motions rob before we let you go let's look big picture here right like let's just say hypothetically speaking at some point in time the packers are eliminated from their chances of making it to the to the postseason are we going to see jordan love first and foremost and second of all give me your percentage of um uh what's the word I'm looking for uh, that, that you believe Aaron Rodgers will be the starting quarterback of this Coming team back, next, yeah. next season. Yeah. yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. first of all, yeah, I, th- I do think that they will play love at some point if they're eliminated. Um, you know, and that may end up only being, you know, a game or two, uh, depending on what happened. Now, if they lose this week, is he going to play the final three? You know, I'm not sure. Last week, uh, Brian Gutekunst, the GM, told us that he doesn't need to see anything more about Jordan Love in order to pick up the fifth-year option next year, which is obviously a huge decision that he said he's seen enough. Um, but on the flip side, yeah, he, he would like to see him play a little bit more. However, and I thought this was interesting, he said, I'm not, we're not just going to play him to play him. We're going to play the guy who we think right now gives us the best chance to win. And we were like, well, why, why do you care about winning games when you're out of the playoffs? And he said, it's a, it's a, it's a mindset. They, they win games here. And he said, we don't sacrifice that for any reason. Now, does that change when they're eliminated? Well, you know, we'll see. Um, look, I, 
Aaron Rodgers has 59 million reasons to play here next year. That's, that's how much guaranteed money he has. I mean, the only way he doesn't get that money is if he retires. Um, and I know he's obviously made a ton of money, but 59 million is still 59 million. And I don't see him walking away from that. Now, would he and would the Packers both mutually decide that it's best for him to play somewhere else? And could they find a trade partner for him that's willing to take on that contract and all the salary cap ramifications? Maybe. But he did say this summer that he intends to finish his career with the Packers, and the Packers said that they want him back next year. So at this point, you know, unless Rodgers retires, which I I don't see happening, um, he will be the starting quarterback here for another year. And then that brings us to Jordan Love. Um, You know, I wrote a story about three weeks ago that said, you know, I asked him, would you consider asking for a trade if, if that's the case and you would have to sit for a fourth or fifth year even? And he said, well, that was something that my agent and I would have to discuss. He didn't say he for sure would, but he said it would definitely be something they would consider. Great stuff as always, Rob. Always appreciate you. Thank you so much. In- enjoy the game uh, this week. No problem. Thanks, Anita. You got it. Uh, Rob Demosky joining us. Always doing a great job covering the Packers. Um, and, uh, of course they're favored by seven. The over under is, what is that at right now? Um, the over under is 39 and a half, pretty low scoring in my opinion, maybe because of the temperatures we come back. I'll, sh- I'll share with you all the ways that I'm going to be playing this bad boy. Um, and, uh, and I guess, yeah. Yeah, I'll I'll share with you how I'm playing this. Again, you're listening to Bet LA here on 710 ESPN LA. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, not sure. Sparkling ice, though, they really mean flavor. Like in-your-face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi Strawberry slid right into my Taste Buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either. But it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice. Anything but subtle. This is Ben L.A. with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN, made possible tonight by Tiza. Get more focus and energy in your daily life with Tiza Nutrient Pouches. Visit TizaEnergy.com and make your mouth happy. Now more of Ben L.A. with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. He really has a desire to be great, and he's, he's not walking around here like he's arrived in any, any way. Um, I think he... He truly wants to be the best version of himself that he can be, and um, there's still a lot of work out there for him. But I think it's always exciting to see when young players finally get opportunities, then being prepared and um, and ready to make you know contributions. And you've got to give our, our coaching staff a lot of credit there as well, because uh, again, um, when those opportunities presented themselves, he was ready and he took advantage. Um, of course, that's uh, Mike McCarthy talking about Watson. Uh, we just heard from uh, Rob Demosky and, and him talking about how this will be the, uh, not the first time, but all 
wide receivers, you know, starting wide receivers on this Packers team have played a total of 52 snaps together. 52 snaps. And so this is a Packers team coming off of a bye, which I just, I mean, buys this late in the season, I think are pretty ridiculous, but nonetheless. Um, so extra time, of course, to prepare, get healthy, get ready for this matchup against the Rams. Um, with all due respect to the, to the Rams, this is pretty much the easiest matchup that the Packers have seen in quite a while. Um, and as Rob said, you've got temperatures that are going to be in, in the single digits and, uh, Aaron Rodgers has played in those temperatures 36 times in his career as a quarterback with the Green Bay Packers, where Baker Mayfield only twice. So, uh, you know, there's 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 that <laughs> for sure. And, you know, again, I, I was in L.A. last week and I had the chance of, of course, we've got Michael and Rebecca, by the way, who are producing the show tonight. Uh, Tyler is off. So, Michael, welcome in. How you doing? Good, good, good. I'm glad to be here. Well, I'm I'm glad you're here as well. So what so what other shows do you work on at the I'm, station? Like, I, what do you? I do a lot of things. Um, I'm also the janitor at night too, and I wash the windows as well. Stop it! <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Now, I, I I whenever anyone needs a day off, I fill in for them. And also, my main job here is that I'm the Laker radio producer. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Big game tomorrow, right? Big game tomorrow. Yes, Denver Nuggets. Um, well, I, I'm, I've got, I've got the Clippers game on right now, which by the way, uh, the Suns are up on the Clippers 91 to 72, uh, the Pelicans overtime game finished, uh, the jazz beat the Pelicans 132 to 129. So, so you're obviously a big basketball guy, Michael, right? Big basketball guy. Yes. So, um, so I had Zion over 26 and a half points, uh, tonight and he ended up with 31. So that's good. Yeah. And he needed uh, overtime though. Got yeah. With need- the overtime. I know, I know, I know, but he got it. Hey, got it, it yeah. might be, it might be ugly. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Could be he really won. ugly, as long as that bet. As, listen, as long as that bet cashes, that's all that matters. Anita, I'm glad I'm here this week because I have a question for you. I'm playing in my fantasy football league, and I'm in a quarterfinal, and I never win. I've been playing fantasy sports for 20 plus years. I've never won a league. Okay. And I have a conundrum. I have uh, two spots, and I have. You know Mike Evans, uh, Terry McLaurin, Who, who's not who's not getting along with Tom Brady. No, no, no. Terry McLaurin from uh, Washington, my guy, right? And Chris Olave. Uh, mm-hmm. what, who should get those two spots? Yeah, listen. There's something really wrong with what's going on with Tom Brady and Mike Evans, and so I mean that that just that scares me. So j- just with how dysfunctional that Bucks offense has been. Uh, I, I would stay away from Mike Evans, as as painful as that is to yeah. say. I know he had a touchdown called back last week too, right? Yeah, he did. Yeah. So, but um, but yeah, so I would go Olave and um, who was your other McLaurin, one? Again? McLaurin. McLaurin. And yeah, I mean, listen, you know, ever since Heineke is is taken over yeah, the quarterback Heineke, position, yeah. the two of them, they're they they've got great chemistry. I mean, Heineke definitely gets him involved more so than Wentz ever did. Yeah, he's, uh, I, you know, watching him the whole season, you know, the first couple games, I mean, McLaurin was giving us like 25 yards per game, basically 30 yards. And now he's giving us 100, like what he should be doing. Yeah, it's, uh, it's finally, you know, it's, it's unbelievable to me. Like, I, I felt like, I felt like Heineke finished the season strong last year. So, but then you bring in a dysfunctional quarterback who couldn't succeed in Philadelphia 
couldn't succeed in Indianapolis, but you bring him to Washington and you throw Heineke to the curb. And then now you're, you're seeing, and, and everything that I'm hearing out of Washington, and you probably would know this better than I, and, and that is that you know this locker room just loves him and loves playing yeah. for him and loves his energy and loves all of that. You know, at some point in time, you know, I, the NFL's got to catch on that obviously there's something wrong, there's something missing, there's a disconnect, there's something with Wentz that doesn't fit in NFL locker rooms. And I don't like... I don't, I don't get it. I don't, I don't get why he has nine lives. And I'm really intrigued to see what happens moving forward. Apparently he's, he's going to be healthy this week and, but he's still going to be the backup. And I, and you know, I, I, you know, I commend Ron Rivera for sticking with Heineke, you know? And, and I think, you know, obviously with, with the results and what we've seen and how he's turned this team around, I think it's what you have to do, but I just, I'm like, Carson Wentz's career is, is really is baffling to me. It, it It's just, it really is. I mean, there's obviously, there's something wrong there. And, um, but I still believe he'll, he'll, he'll get an opportunity next year somewhere. Yeah. I remember people were, when he came out, people were like saying that he was better than Jared Goff. Yeah. And, and, but here's the thing. I think physically, I think physically and talent wise, I, I, I think that he, is better than than I think coming out. Yes, I think his talent and his skill set was better than 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 golf. Um, but there there's a disconnect there. There's like a human element of disconnect that this guy loses locker rooms. You know, like Nick Folk. I I mean, you know, he won the Super Bowl for the Eagles and. Every every eagle in that locker room wanted Nick to continue to be the starting quarterback. They didn't want Carson Wentz to come back. Um, the owner of the Colts was just like, couldn't dude couldn't get out of my organization fast enough. Good riddance. Bye. See ya. Don't let the door hit you on your way out. Like, there's obviously something wrong with this dude. Um, where there's just you know he is he is no connection and no like everywhere he goes like it go it's you know it's it's like it's like somebody who's just like has whatever relationship they get into it it fails like has no success in relationships right like at some point it's not them it's you right? <laughs> he's doomed at to be single point, for the rest of his life them, it's you <laughs> right it's just, it blows my mind. Uh, but nonetheless, um, so again, the Pelicans, the Pelicans. So it, so to answer your question, I, it would be Alave and, um, and and McLaurin. That's who I would roll with, Michael. All right. Just FYI. Thank you. Thank you very um, much. You're welcome. You're welcome. And, and so, of course, now I'm going to be paying even more attention to those two cats uh, this Sunday, uh, rooting for you and your, your fantasy team to win. Um, so the Pelicans do lose in overtime to the jazz 132 to 129. I did like the Pelicans coming in, but, uh, my, my big play was, uh, Zion over 26 and a half points. And, and as Michael alluded to, uh, he needed overtime to hit it, but he hit 31. Uh, my, my best bet tonight in the NBA was the Grizzlies minus two and a half, but they won. Boy, did they just kill the Bucks 142 to 101. Watch out for this Grizzlies team. They're 19 and nine, 13 and two at home. They're just so damn good. Uh, and they're, they're even missing some, some, some star players. Uh, Houston took care of the Rockets. I mean, sorry, the Heat took care of the Rockets 111 to 108. 
And right now, uh, the Suns are up on the Clippers 98-77 to with about seven minutes left in the fourth. Uh, this is a load management game for the Clippers. No Paul George, no Kawhi Leonard, uh, with a number of other guys who didn't play. The Suns uh, do have Chris Paul and Booker. Uh, on the court. And so there was some talk and speculation that a number of those guys uh, in Aiton would, would not be active, uh, but they did come out with a number of their starters. Hence why the 99 77 score uh, that we're looking at right now, as for the Rams and the Packers, I was trying to look in and see if there was any prop bets that have come out yet. Uh, and there are not. Um, and I'm sure a big reason why is because this is the, uh, the Monday night game, but nonetheless, um, I'm on the Packers here. It, the Packers are favored by seven. I'll buy the hook down. So what does that mean? They're favored by seven. I'm going to take them at minus six and a half. And that's, and, and I can get that at minus 122. What does that mean? I'm laying $122 down to win hundred dollars uh, for all the reasons that Rob said, you know, I, I think the, as great as the story was with Baker Mayfield's, you know, engineering that 98-yard drive to beat the Raiders in the last drive of the game, yeah, and it was exciting, it was electric, I, I think this is going to be a different animal uh, to attack in Green Bay with the weather conditions, single digits, uh, Aaron Rodgers coming off of uh, a bye at 9-3-1, and 23-11-1 against the spread at home on primetime. Um I just think this is going to be a different animal. And and I think with Aaron Rodgers having all day back there to pass because there's no pass rush, let's be honest, uh, with the Rams this season and with all his wide receiving core being healthy, as I like to call it, active and attractive, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to put up some big numbers. So I'm curious. I'm, I'm waiting to see what the uh, pass yardage is over under for Aaron Rodgers, and I'm probably going to play the over, but we'll see. Those numbers have not hit the board yet. Quick break. We come back. Uh, let's talk some Major League Baseball. Hot stove, a lot of wheeling and dealing going on. What does that mean? Uh, ben Ruda, former Yankee pitcher, is going to join us on the show. Um, of course, it's brought to you by Teza, Teza Energy Nutrient Pouches. You hear us talk about it all the time, TezaEnergy.com. He's going to be joining us, and um, and we will uh, we will dive into some hot stove talk right here on 710 ESPN LA. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This is Ben L.A. with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN, made possible tonight by Tiza. Get more focus and energy in your daily life with Tiza Nutrient Pouches. Visit TizaEnergy.com and make your mouth happy. Now more of Ben L.A. with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. 
Welcome in uh, again. Anita walks with you here on 710 ESPN LA. It is Bet LA, and joining us is Ben Ruda, former Yankee pitcher, uh, joining us to talk about some hot stove. And there's uh, a lot that has been happening both on the East and the West Coast. We'll dive into it all Dodgers, Giants, Padres, Mets, Phillies, Rangers. But let's start with the Yankees because really the, the, the biggest storyline heading into the the postseason, and and obviously with all the signings, is Aaron Judge. Nine years, $360 million. Ben, was this a wise move for the Yankees? Yeah, I mean, uh, what an incredible uh, bet that turned out to be by Aaron. Um, I, I mean, I think it was the move the Yankees had to make, and clearly the Giants were, uh, they had the money to spend. We see they just, you know, uh, inked Correa, so... I mean, they they had no choice. They from what we hear, the the call was, "Do you want to be a Yankee?" And the offer went from three hundred twenty to three sixty, and that's forty million a year, which is, I mean, that's incredible. Um, so yeah, I think it was a good move, and I mean, he's going to be playing very late in his career, but uh, you know, that's just kind of what they had to do to lock him up. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people feel that, and, and you, you mentioned, you know, you know, Judge is no spring chicken. He's 31 years old, so he'll be making $40 million when he's 40 years old and can't honestly expect him to produce like he's been. Um, but there's some talk and speculation that, you know, the Yankees organization felt this is something they had to do um, regardless of the amount of money that they're going to be paying him when he turns 40. Um uh, you know, you, you mentioned um, the Giants signing Correa, 28 years old, 13 years, $350 million, no trade, no opt-out. Thoughts on that deal? Uh, it, it's very, it's strikingly similar to the Judge deal for me. I mean, for Correa, he's, you know, you're paying for the prime of his career, Um and he plays at a premier position, so he's got a great bat, and he plays great defense. He won the Platinum Glove before, um, so you, and he has uh, playoff experience, success in the playoffs. All that sort of stuff matters. But you're seeing all these older, I guess you call them older guys, because they're going to be older at the end of these contracts. They're getting these huge deals. They're going to be getting paid a lot of money. And honestly, the 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 reason that's happening, uh, people get a little mad. Fans get mad when they're at the end of their career and they're like, oh, this guy's getting $40 million. He's not producing as much. Well, yeah, because he's older now. But the reason for that is um, how arbitration and how the contracts were set up. So, I mean, it, it takes five years. You have to play five years before you can even get one of these deals. And, like, for instance, Judge – he had an MVP, uh, well, I guess he didn't win MVP, but MVP caliber season in 2017, he made $600,000. So it's like you're basically paying for those years that you got those good deals in because you didn't have to pay him then, and you're kind of paying him on the back end. And uh, you're seeing that with Correa, you're seeing it with Judge, you're going to see it with more players and they're getting these long deals, and there's a reason they want them. It's because guaranteed money. And uh, I don't see it changing anytime soon unless uh, they kind of switch how early people can get to free agency. 
Before we start talking about the Padres and the Dodgers, let's go back to New, to New York and in regard to what the Mets are doing, right? And, and I want to tee this up because obviously this is a gambling show, so I want to get your thoughts in regard to, you know, heading into, based on the moves that have been made, um, who do you think made the best money moves uh, heading into, of course, next season of, of you know, in, in Major League Baseball? But the Mets, they lose, of course, uh, DeGrom. He goes to the Rangers for $185 million. But they sign Verlander, who happens to be 40. He'll be 40 in February. You add him with Max Scherzer. Singa, who I hope I'm pronouncing that properly, uh, the Japanese, uh, allegedly the, the best Japanese pitcher, five years, $75 million. Uh, so you add him to the rotation with Quintana. Um, you know, to me, it, it seems like, and, and I know there was some talk and speculation that the Mets were interested in Judge. Reports are that he didn't; they did not make him an offer. But with that being said, you know, do you like? I, and you and I have had this conversation before. I feel you know how you win a championship is, is starting pitching. So I, I actually I like what the Mets have done more than anything else. Your, your thoughts on on the money moves that the Mets have made, specifically, are obviously dealing with their their rotation. Yeah, I'm I'm totally with you on that. I like what the Mets are doing because I feel like it's the lowest risk. I mean, they're not shelling out the sort of years that um, everyone else is forced to do to get a judge or a Correa. Um, and you're right. I mean, pitching is, is king. And Verlander, yeah, he's 40, but he hasn't showed any signs of slowing down. Um, and if he does slow down, I mean, I think the deal is two years. So, yeah, he's getting paid a lot, but – it's not like you're stuck with them on the books for seven, eight years or six, What a, just an extended period of time. But, yeah, I do like – and then the upside of that Japanese pitcher is just crazy. So if he if he pans out and you have a healthy Verlander, healthy Scherzer, I mean, the Mets are going to be a problem. And they lost the Grom, but it seemed like they had a plan. Uh, I don't think they just lost them in – and just this kind of all happened. I think this was the plan for them. And uh, that's what they went with. And, I mean, the Yankees certainly could use some uh, some help addressing some pitching. I, I know that uh, Rodon's on the market and he's being tied to the Yankees. I don't know how much they're going to want to pay him, but it's a very similar, uh, similar thing. The Yankees are probably going to want to look at some pitching too. Well, they better. Um, you know, they tried, they tried this once before. Keep in mind, you know, Aaron Judge was one for 16 in the AL, AL championship. And, and he's got a, a past record, a history of not performing well in the postseason. So with that being said, let's turn our attention back onto the West Coast. Uh, what, in, in regard to what the Padres have done, I mean, you know, they, they add more talent to Machado, um, Soto, Tatis, are, are the are the Padres and of course the Dodgers, uh, you know, signing Noah Syndergaard to a one year deal, Bellinger one year seventeen point five, they lock down Kershaw for another year. Uh, who who do you like out west? Uh, your your thoughts on what the Padres have done? Um, I like what the Padres have done. It, I mean, they have they have a serious core of uh, position players out there now. Just some very impactful players. Um, especially with Tatis coming back, Tatis, Bogart, Soto. I mean, that just sounds kind of like an all-star team. But for me, I I kind of go more towards the I'll believe it when I see it, and I'm not picking against the Dodgers. I know they lost a lot of guys. 
Um, but I've also been around their farm system a lot and their player development a lot, and I know they're going to have some guys that come up on both sides of the ball um, that you've never heard of, and they're going to be impactful players. Um, so I'm not rooting out the Dodgers at all because they've owned that division for years and years. And, I mean, on paper, the Padres look good, but they've looked good on paper the last three years so and haven't really uh, kind of tied it together. Maybe it's three years. I don't know. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't bet against the Dodgers just yet. Ben Ruda joining us here, uh, breaking down hot stove, turning into uh, some gambling uh, news and nuggets and, and how we can wager on some futures bets as uh, as all these Major League Baseball teams spending billions and billions of dollars on um, on older players. Um, so so right now the Astros are favored to win the World Series, Ben, at plus 550. You've got uh, the Dodgers at 7-1, to the Yankees at 9-1, to um, the Mets, the Padres, Atlanta at 10-1, to the Giants are 35-1, to the Angels are 40-1, to no surprise there. Um, right now heading into, if you, if you had to, if you were, if you were in Vegas and you went, which I know you just left Vegas and you went to the window, who would you put money down right now to win the world series next year? And why? Ooh, uh, I mean, I never go with the favorites. So I'd, I'd say I'd bet on the upside of the Mets staff and, uh, go, go with, go with the Mets. I love it. I love it. I'm with you, man. I appreciate you, Ben. Thank you so much. Always great when you join us here on ESPN. Thanks, Anita. Again, Ben Ruda joining us here on 710 ESPN LA. This segment is sponsored by Teza, Teza Energy Nutrient Pouches. Uh, again, you uh, can use them for energy and focus, also relaxation. Go to energy, TezaEnergy.com and uh, put in ESPN 25 to get 25% off. Important to to note that the Yankees have agreed to a six-year contract worth $162 million with Carlos Rodon, um, and John Heyman is reporting this from the New York Post. Now, the team has not yet confirmed the signing yet, okay? Uh, but all, in, all points... Uh, lean towards and everything that we're hearing is that uh, Radon is, is going to sign with the Yankees. So I'm sure we'll have uh, a better and a more clear confirmation. Can't really say it's a hundred percent until we hear it from the team, of course, but John Heyman has been covering the Yankees and covering major league baseball for quite a while. Uh, and he's a pretty reliable source. So there's that. I still do like the Mets and what the Mets have done. And considering you could get them at 10 to 1, I think that's some really good value right now um, for them to head into uh, the uh, the season as uh, a likely candidate to, to represent the National League in the World Series. Uh, quick break. We come back. We'll switch back to football. Coming up in Hour 3, we got Fat Jack, professional handicapper, who's going to be joining us. Uh, we'll also do a World Cup preview. Uh, we've got the World Cup Championship, the finals happening on Sunday. How can you bet that? Um, and uh, and we'll continue to talk a lot of NFL. A big game against the Giants in Washington. The next few weeks is going to feel like playoff football. Why? Because 
you've got teams with unbelievable probability that if they do win, will make it to the postseason, they lose the probability more than likely they are out. And that is the Giants and the Commanders this coming Sunday evening. So we'll do a deep dive. We've got both beat reporters for ESPN uh, joining us in the next segment to give us a preview of that matchup and how I would play that um, at the windows. So that coming your way next here on 710 ESPN LA. This is Ben L.A. with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Made possible tonight by Tiza. Get more focus and energy in your daily life with Tiza nutrient pouches. Visit TizaEnergy.com and make your mouth happy. Now more of Ben L.A. with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Welcome back. Again, it is Bet LA here on 710 ESPN LA and a really great slate of games this week. I feel like the last three weeks, the slate of games in the NFL is is, is pretty solid. Uh, by the way, Suns Clippers final, Suns 111, Clippers 95, load management night for the Clippers, so no surprise there. Uh, the Suns pretty much played, I'd say, 85% of their starting roster, so there's that. Um, Bridges ended up with 27 points. So, um, so winner, winner, chicken dinner there over under was uh, 17 and a half. I said, I'm going to play the over sure enough that hit. So there's at least that, um, I I know I'm sure there's a lot of folks out there and and Michael, with all due respect, I'm sure because Michael's a, a commander's fan. Um, I'm sure there's folks out there going, why is the Giants and the Commanders uh, the Sunday night game? Isn't that a game that can be flexed? Yeah, it can be. Here's the why, here's the reason why. Uh, both these teams, okay, if they win on Sunday night, they elevate to a 90% chance of making it to the postseason. If either of them lose they drop to a 35% chance of making it to the postseason. So much is riding on this game uh, on Sunday. And I, I do believe is, is many people are like, oh, I'm not watching. I think it's actually going to be entertaining. Uh, before we break down how all the ways that I'm going to play it, let's listen in. Jordan Renan, who covers the Giants for ESPN, and John Keim, who covers the Commanders for ESPN, joined me earlier today on our digital show called Bet to give us a look behind the curtain with both these teams. Let's listen in. And we go to Jordan Renan in my neck of the woods. He does a phenomenal job covering the Giants, as always. And Jordan, uh, let's talk about Saquon Barkley, because this is just 20 snaps in his last game against the Eagles. But we know he's the straw that stirs the drink. He is the elixir to the success offensively for the Giants. So what's the status with him so far as we head into arguably the most important game for the Giants this season? Yeah, when I spoke to Saquon today and I asked him how he felt, he started with way better. And you know how you know he's doing way better? He's a full participant in practice this week so far. He's not even on the injury report. So I don't think there's any questions about Saquon Barkley really physically coming into this week. I asked Coach Brian Dable about that workload. If he goes back to the full workload, he said no restrictions. So you think about Saquon, you're talking about a guy who played 83% of the Giants' offensive snaps this season. That's a gigantic number, Anita. 83%, way more than any running back in the NFL. This is their biggest game of the year. I think you're going to see him back into that kind of workload because the Giants, they won't win if they don't have a healthy Saquon Barkley. 70 yards or more this year, they're 7-1. and one. 
Look at their record otherwise. So every time he went under 70 yards, it hasn't gone well. And last week, I thought that number was actually low. The Giants, I thought, was surprised. They were only seven-point underdogs to the Eagles. And then without Saquon, that number should have been easily in the double digits if you knew that Saquon wasn't 100%. But that 20 snaps you mentioned, in part, was because they were getting blown out. So middle of the third quarter, they just shut him down. So this week, I wouldn't expect that. I expect full Saquon. So, Jordan, last time you were on bet was Thanksgiving week, and I posed the question. I said, by chance, could the Giants not win another game all season? And sure enough, they have lost two straight. We know how important this game is against Washington for their playoff hopes. What's the mindset? What's going on? What's going on inside that locker room knowing that this team knows that this is a must win this week? I know, Anita, you've been all over this. They're not, they're, they might not win again this year. How did I know there was going to be a tie, though, Anita? A tie. Come on. I can't predict a tie. You, when you talk about Brian Dable, I've been actually very intrigued by what, the, the approach that he's taken this week because what he's tried to do is sort of minimize the game. He's really said that it's not a playoff game, right? That this is just another game. And in a way, I kind of understand it because think about it. Seattle, which is an underdog today, let's say they lose to San Francisco, right? Washington Giants loser, still in the playoff spot in the NFC, whichever one of them loses. So I kind of understand it. And you talk to players and they say, you know, Brian Dable, his, his approach the whole season, it's been take it one day at a time, work on the details, focus on the details, make sure you're taking care of the little things. That's how we're winning the games. We're doing all the right things during the week. We're concentrating on the task at hand. Cliche for sure, you know, blah, 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 you know, filling it up, Bill Belichick style, you know, win the day kind of thing. Worried about it, on to Cincinnati, same thing. He is a Brian, he, Brian Dable is a Bill Belichick guy. So it, it worked for them in New England. Brian Dable's trying that same thing in New York. I think he's trying to ease the pressure off these Giants players because most of them, Really, almost all of them have not been in this kind of spot before, Anita. It's going to be really a good game to watch. Jordan, thank you so much. Enjoy the game. We take you from New York to our nation's capital, Washington, D.C. John Kime joins us. He covers the Commanders. John, so very interesting, right? Like, Washington actually has bowed well here. And the fact that two weeks ago, they faced the Giants. It was a tie. And then they got a bye week, and then now they get to host the Giants. This schedule suits them extremely well. What has this team had to say about how the schedule has played out and how they're preparing for this, this huge matchup? Anita, a couple weeks ago, before that first game, what the players and coaches would say is that playing the same team over a three-week span was a big benefit because the team they're playing, the Giants, of course, had to play someone else in between. This week, they're kind of singing a different tune. Keep in mind, these teams play twice a year, so as defensive coordinator Jack Del Rio said, there are no secrets here. And I was talking to one of the offensive players earlier this week about things they could do different this game, different routes they could run, different offensive concepts they could use, things that they feel could be successful. However, the player was kind of getting excited about that, and then he stopped and said, but this game is fresh in their minds too, so they know what Washington is going to try and adapt to after the first game. But perhaps the biggest benefit here, as Coach Ron Rivera said, is they had the bye week to get healthy. There are probably four or five starters who are going to be able to play Sunday 
that probably wouldn't have played had they had a game last week. So this gives them a chance to be rested, healthy, for a critical stretch run. So this Commanders team, they've won four of their last six. What has been the secret sauce? What has turned it around for them? Well, listen. You can start with quarterback Taylor Heineke. He's brought some energy, some swag to the field. Players will talk about Coach Ron Rivera's even keel demeanor. When they were one and four, he was the same as when they are seven, five, and one. But I really think a lot of it starts with the commitment to the run game, and that's rookie Brian Robinson, who continues to ascend. Ron Rivera said he's been running more decisively with more power and more pop to the outside over the last two games. More than 205 yards rushing, over 5.1 yards per carry. In turn, that's allowed Washington to control the ball. They are the NFL's best team at controlling time of possession. Then that helps the defense, which now is top three in yards and points allowed. And I asked cornerback Kendall Fuller about Brian Robinson's power runs and if that gets them excited on the sidelines. He said, yes, it does. But more than anything, it keeps them fresh. John, thank you so much. Appreciate your insights. Uh, both you and Jordan, really optimistic about this matchup. I think it's going to be really close. I I'm, I'm going to take the Giants in the points, but again, definitely a must-watch game on this week's slate. Appreciate your time. Again, that was uh, Jordan Renan and uh, John Heim, who uh, who joined me, of course, on Bet. You could. It's a digital show. Uh, it's every Friday, Thursday, and Sunday. You can tune into it on ESPN Plus. A little preview for that Giants in Washington game. And again, Michael, who's in for Tyler tonight, a big Commanders fan. Here's the thing, Michael. I do like the Giants at plus four and a half. I'm not saying the Giants are going to win the game. What I am saying is I think this game is going to be a lot closer than what I'm, most I'm, people I'm with think. you. I'm with you. I think it's going to be, you know, a Washington by three or something like that. Yeah. I, I, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Feel good. I, I don't. I guess what I'm saying is I, I don't know who's going to win. Um. You know. Obviously. Uh, you know. The the way that that Washington has been playing with Heineke, we just talked about it not too long ago. Um. Offensively and in, in the way that they've been rolling has been terrific. I just think that this is going to really. This is to me. This is going to be like a like a a, a knockdown like very a lot of physicality, a real physical game that's going to come down to like a last minute field goal. Wouldn't it be uh, like something weird? If, wouldn't it be like something weird if, if it was a tie again? Oh my gosh. No, please don't say that. <laughs> um, but, you know, for the Giants, you've got Leo Williams, who's back in action, along with Lawrence. And I'm sure you know this being a Commanders fan. Uh, you know, the biggest weakness for the Washington Commanders on offense is their, their interior line, and they lost their center, Larson. He's going to be out. Meanwhile, you got to like what, uh, what, uh, Jordan Renan is saying about uh, Saquon Barkley, how he's been able to practice this week. And Saquon, when he runs, really what benefits him and, and what his strength is, is running around the edge. And that's the Washington weakness on the defensive side of the ball. Um, and, and giving up, I want to say last time he went up against them, he rushed for, I want to say like a little over 70 yards. And when Saquon's rolling on all cylinders, it opens things up for Daniel Jones in in play action. Daniel Jones is 15 and five against the spread as a road dog. And also Slayton going up against Washington. Washington's secondary has not been great. They're giving up 10 yards per pass attempt or, or pass target, really pass target um, to to opposing wide receivers. So with that being said, again, 
I don't know who's going to win this game. My gut is telling me that it's going to be a real close game. I think whatever, whatever, whoever wins, it's going to be by three points. Okay. So that's why I do like the Giants getting the four and a half. Giants plus four and a half. That's my play in this matchup. Quick break. We come back. We kick off hour number three and Fat Jack, professional handicapper, will join us on the program right here on 710 ESPN LA.